guys. Welcome to the Wind Breaker podcast where we regularly break wind. My name is Sarah Sloan and my job is to bring you an interesting, exciting, and thrilling podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day doing what you do. Thank you for giving me your ears and let's jump into what we have today. So today we have my dad with me. His name is Thomas Sloan and he's he's a pretty great guy. So how are you, dad? I'm doing pretty well. Having a good 2020? It's starting pretty well. Yeah, yeah. One twelfth of it is done. That's amazing. It's gone so fast. I hear the older you get, the faster time travels. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah, well, I'm younger, so it's not that fast. You know, it still feels kind of slow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I have some pretty interesting topics to talk about, and so... Uh, I just wanted you to be here with me to do it. So the first one is basically on YouTube. I was watching, I watch all kinds of stuff and I like to watch the Late Late Show with James Corden. Do you know who he is? I've heard of him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's um, he's a British guy and uh, he's he's like cutely chubby. I know that's probably offending to someone, but it, it's just the truth. He's adorable. So... He has a lot of games on his show, and they're really entertaining. The two that I want to talk about that I just have observations from, one of them is called Rad Bods, Dad Bods. The other is called Late Late Live Tinder. And the reason I want to talk about them today is, I'm, first I'm going to actually describe them, and then we'll talk about it. You're probably going to already know what I want to talk about based on my description. So rad, do- or, oh my gosh, that's hard to say. Rad bod or dad bods is basically, there's like six guys and they, they're just showing their face and they have doors kind of hiding their bodies. And so then James Corden and his guest, they will, they'll have, like they'll guess based on the faces what their body looks like if they have a good body or kind of a bad body and so on the game that I saw they guessed they got a lot of them wrong and I feel like I would have been able to do a better job but it was just it was such an interesting game um you know they come out and some of them you were like oh wow they have a six-pack or some of them you're like wow that's a big pot belly so um pretty interesting but the like, I, it was entertaining to watch. But then the next game was Late Late Live Tinder. So Late Late Live Tinder, Tinder is a dating app. And both men and women use it, and they like it. And so basically he has, James Corden has a staff members that are, of course, single, and he wants to find them love. So he'll have one of them come up, and there's almost, they try to imitate a phone screen with the app on it. But it's like, it's a lifelike thing. So guys will come up and stand there and the person will say, like they'll evaluate them and say, oh yeah, they're good looking or "Mm, no. And so if they like them and they can't say a word, if they like them, they go and sit in one of three chairs. If they don't, they will sit in a ball pit. So if there's three chairs filled up and there's they like another guy and they like him more than one of the three sitting, they can replace them. Uh, but once one goes, you really you never see them take one back. But the game, uh, after all the guys are up, then they ask them one question. So I've 
they've asked a couple questions and uh, I think they're interesting questions. One of them is, um, when's the last time you cleaned your bathroom? What song would you want to dance to with me? Or uh, what would be the perfect date for us? And so then they answer it. And based on all of that, um, you know, then they decide, okay, you're the one. So the reason that that one is a bit more interesting is because, you know, it's, it's always been guys that are being evaluated. That's the reason why both of them are interesting. Only guys are being evaluated and they've never had women being evaluated. So with the Lately Live Tinder, they've had a man looking at men and trying to pick one or a woman looking at a man trying to pick one but they've never had a woman being picked or having to go into the ball pit or not. And usually each evaluation on the Tinder one is pretty interesting. They have, James will usually be like, oh, he is cute. Or he'll say, oh, no, what was that smile? Or what is he wearing? Or, oh, he looks pretty, you know, bulky and strong. Or he's got great hair. And then they kind of decide based off of that. It's all about looks. And that's how the app is too. So what are your thoughts on both of those games? <laughs> Maybe you need to try one of those out, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, find some love for myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, so with the first one. Um, that one sounds a little bit more interesting. The bods, yeah. the bodies, yeah. Yeah, I think it obviously very fun to watch, but would they ever, my question is, like, would they ever do that with women? And, and why not? Um, if you think about it, women... There's women with great bodies and there's women with bodies that are maybe not so great. So they can definitely have their bodies be evaluated. So if if you're asking yourself that, I, I kind of wonder. So then the other question I have is probably everyone's just thinking, well, why would you ever do that with women? Well, why not do it with women? We always just watch these videos and we never think about why choices are being made. And we just kind of take it for what it is. But I think that's a mistake. We should ask ourselves why. And is it not okay to have women being evaluated because it's mean to label someone's body as good or bad? It, it seems like traditionally women's bodies have been evaluated much more than men's. And this is sort of a reaction against that. Mm, that's actually a really interesting thought. I hadn't even thought of that. That's a good point. Um, yet on this show, you don't see that happening. Um, and so then what's the consensus? Is it okay to evaluate people's bodies or is it not okay? And if it's okay with women and we've accepted that, then is it okay with men? Or with this game in particular, will would women get offended by it more easily than men would? And then what does that say about women? Or could it be that... Um, no matter what a woman looks like, her body is labeled as great just because somehow in our society we have to say that versus, you know, they, a dad bod, is, that's usually not a good thing. So it really, it's a nice way of saying, yeah, you, you're really fat. <laughs> but I'm a dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm fat? Yeah, that's true. I wonder what they would have picked if you were on the game. <laughs> um, it yeah. It's so like traditionally... Women have been more objectified or judged by their bodies. Like, yeah. you haven't heard of the Mr. America pageant, have you? No. So women are always evaluated by their bodies. This is sort of a reaction against that. And uh, likewise, adding in the Me Too movement, 
And so they're just starting with men because that's less controversial. That's true. Yeah, it's just it's trying to stay away from what the consensus has always been. Um, but it really is in this trying to have a reaction to how women have been objectified in that way, it's then setting a standard that we should only do this to men, but we shouldn't do it to women. Uh, we can't say a word about women's bodies. And really, if we're trying to be fair in this, of course, we know that if we do it to men, then we should do it to women. If we don't do it to men, then we shouldn't do it to women. And kind of having that having that attitude would, of course, be smarter. And then, but think about this, Dad. If there was, if, if they were trying to find women to volunteer to do this, because that's what it is, men volunteered, I don't think many women would do it unless, of course, they're extremely proud of their body and they they look terrific. I, I think that's the only way they would get someone, some woman to do it. I wouldn't want to do it. I, I would I would not want to just have someone critique my body or, or I come out and then they're like, oh, yeah, okay, her body. You know, that's just, it's so vulnerable. So I, I can't even imagine, but it seems like the men were pretty, like they would come out with their pot bellies and they were proud of it and everyone was laughing and they were really happy. So uh, now on to the, the late, late live Tinder. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. women maybe take their identities more from their uh, physical appearance than men. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think there's two standards. One is fairness and the other is political correctness. And you're talking about fairness, but political correctness means just to do it with the men. Mm, interesting. I think you're right about that. Um with the late late live Tinder, I did want to tell you this. They they have a musical director on each kind of late night show, and his name is Reggie Watts. And so they did one for him. I think they called Reggie's looking for they called it Reggie's looking for love or something like that. So he sat on a stool. Three women sat on a stool, and there was a curtain in between Reggie and the women. Reggie didn't hear anything um, about them as their name was being introduced and their occupation was being introduced. Then he asked them, I think, like three or four questions. And based off of their answer, based off of their answers, actually, he got to decide which one. And uh, I thought that was so interesting. The way that they changed it, it was all based off of hearing, not off of sight. But whenever men are being observed, it's based off of sight. You know? Well, <coughs> you're, you're too young to remember there was something called the dating game. And they likewise had this, and they did it both ways with genders. And they had a curtain, and it was not based on sight for either one. Wow. All to look into that. Yeah, you're showing your age there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but in a way, I think I really prefer that. I think it's it's a good way to do it. And um if you think about what matters more in a, in a marriage, even, uh, yeah, just some relationship, looks will fade away, but what you hear usually won't. And, of course, you have to be somewhat attracted to the person. But if, if it's only about attraction, I think that's a huge mistake. Of course, then you could say that they are asking them questions and getting to kind of hear a bit of their personality. 
And so that that's good. But, you know, going on a date based off of one question being answered is such a mistake. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go for it. And they never mention these relationships and how they're doing months later. On the old dating game, they would, at the end, they would send them on a date where they, the show would pay for all the expenses. Um, but it would always be interesting because whichever one was selected, the other two that were not selected would come out first. So you'd see the reactions between the man or the woman who's selecting and the two that he rejected. And then finally when he, uh, the one comes out who was selected. And <laughs> you could tell whether he or she was pleased with their selection. <laughs> that reaction would be... Oh, if it was a terrible reaction, I, that would just crush you. My goodness. It was priceless. Yeah, I, I will really have to look into that. Um, now I just wanted to uh, switch topics and just give a quick update about what's happening with Apple. Uh, basically, they're doing pretty well overall. Uh, this actually, I don't know if it's today, but basically the 10th uh, the 10th year anniversary of the iPad uh was being celebrated by the company and they are growing in their revenue by 9% and 91.8 billion dollars in the latest quarter. So, Apple is doing it pretty well. Uh I remember whenever the iPad came out and it was it was so cool in my mind because I think I had an iPod Touch at the time and I I so wanted this bigger screen. It's basically just a laptop without the keyboard, but this one boy had it at my school and I was just thinking, oh my goodness, he's so lucky. And <laughs> what, what I would give to have an iPad, of course, that's just the way you think back then. I think it was $500 at the time. That's how much the machine cost. Now they're selling some for 1500 So, and then, and then they're selling some for as little as 300 or 200 So it's amazing how things change. But I got the iPad mini whenever that first came out because... Oh, that size. You got to have that 7.9 inches. And then uh, later on, I got the iPad mini 4. And that, yeah, I've been very happy with the iPad minis. I think they're good sizes. Of course, the only thing that, that I would say stinks a little bit about them is the keyboard. It, you can't have a keyboard on, on an iPad mini. Just way too tiny. You'd have to use your index finger to type. So they're trying to change that with iPads. They're basically, it's so strange. They're trying to make them laptops but we already have laptops. They're trying to make them as close to laptops as they possibly can. I don't understand it, but uh, they really have tried to focus. Apple's tried to focus on their services. You know, the Apple News Plus. I think that's like $10 a month. Um, Apple Arcade, Apple TV Plus, their iCloud, Apple Music, and they're making 10.9, uh, they were making 10.9 billion last year. But this quarter, they're making $12.7 billion. Isn't that amazing? That's a large increase. Yeah, because I actually, I would have thought that the the services wouldn't do very well. I just really assumed that, especially, you know, Apple TV Plus. Whenever there's Netflix and there's Amazon Prime and all these different services. Yet, and there's not that much on there. That's what I've heard people complain about. But, uh, you know, it seems like they're doing fine. And Just because it's Apple. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, now, the Apple Maps, they are actually getting updated and just to have more detail and look better. Uh, and then they're going to add in a privacy feature 
that won't be able to track the user locations or destinations when searching a location. I didn't even realize they were doing that in the first place. So I was, you know, I use Apple Maps exclusively. They could have at least called me and we could have hung out, but you know. <laughs> they know they knew where you were. Yeah. <laughs> they were watching me. Uh now to the product releases, which is, you know, very interesting. They're releasing and this is all going to all these products that I'm going to list, they're all going to be released in the first part of the year, the first half at least. They're releasing a budget-friendly iPhone SE 2. The first SE, I think it did fairly well, but it's great to that they're trying to make something budget-friendly but still gives you the full iPhone experience. And then an iPad Pro, they haven't done that in a good bit, so I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. And then new Mac, Mac Books, and then they are going to release some location tracker called AirTag in the first part of the year. So I, I'm excited to see that. And this is all on fortune.com, by the way. So dad, you wanted to share a story about someone getting their leg bit in. It was, it occurred today in a college basketball game, NCAA as they call it. And it was between the university of Houston and the university of Cincinnati and a Houston player. I guess uh, they were, fighting for the ball, and the Cincinnati player's calf went against the Houston player's mouth, and the Houston player took a bite. <laughs> and I guess the, uh, the player that was bitten from Cincinnati complained about it, and the referees took a look, and they could see evidence of a bite mark, and so they called a flagrant foul and ejected the Houston player. Oh my goodness. And was there a video? Like did could you see a video of this? You could see the mouth coming in contact with the calf. Oh. Um you don't really see a bite down like that. Um it must have been a small bite. <laughs> He's a sneaky biter. <laughs> I guess so. That reminds you of the old um, Vander Holyfield um, Tyson match. And that was Tyson taking a bite out of Holyfield's ear during a boxing match. Even I've heard of that one. <laughs> so it occurred once again today. Oh my goodness. I guess, you know, if you're trying to be a good athlete, you got to at least have one bite in your career. Got to take a bite of success. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many puns that could be said for that. That That is, no, that's a great story. I love that. Um, I wish there was better video because then, you know, we could keep that in history. Is there, by the way, Mike Tyson, is there a good video of that? Yes. That I believe there's quite accurate uh, and precise video of that. Hmm. If I'm ever in a bad mood, I need, I, I may want to watch it. Um, now we're going to just give a few tidbits of information. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, you know Jennifer Lopez? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So she is apparently worth anywhere from around $225 million to $400 million. And she has an annual salary of $40 million. Can you believe that? Wow, that's an awful lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of people make 20000 a year, 50000 a year. They feel like if they're lucky, they'll make six figures. No, $40 million. And her husband, he makes around, uh, or sorry, 
actually, I don't know how much he makes, but his net worth is around 300 to $350 million. Wow. So together, they could be worth around 800 to $850 million. And this is according to Fox Business. They're shooting for a billion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I, I think I really don't know much about the both of them, but on Facebook, I'll occasionally see some sort of fitness inspirational video on how they work out together and how they have very much a strong sense of self-control mm. in what they eat. So I really respect that. And so I, I've, I've enjoyed that. And then also I've seen Jennifer Lopez on a few um, SNL clips and she is, she's funny. She, she's good at that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, good for her that she has that money. And the next little tidbit of information is, you know, the billionaire Mike Bloomberg he is currently running for president, but he has yet to be in a single debate with the others running. Well, he was also the former mayor of New York, and he has a large media company called Bloomberg. This guy is creative with his names. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like his campaign, presidential campaign, spent more than $188 million on his presidential bid in the fourth quarter of 2019, according to the Morning Brew. That is some serious money. Yeah, I think he's willing to spend a lot more. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he's continued as the New Year's begun, and I think he's at least passed a quarter million, or excuse me, 250 million. He's passed a quarter billion. My goodness. It really is. It's unprecedented. Uh, I There's a lot of money put into politics. Everybody knows that, but... This guy, he, I think he's worth around $52 billion, and he is just showing it. He, he doesn't care. And I just wonder, is he even going to win? I, I don't, all that money just to not even win? But he's just doing it because he can. That's what it seems like. It's interesting. He, he has a very small chance, I think. Um, but, um, you know, he just wants to see if, something unusual and unexpected might happen in the primaries and which might open the door for him. I will say he does look different than a lot of the other candidates right now. So it, you know, if people have that sort of yearning for someone like him, but it doesn't make as much sense with him being as wealthy as he is. That's usually not something that Democrats like versus Donald Trump is supposedly a billionaire. And so Republicans like that. It's kind of interesting with all the Democrats criticizing Trump, but Bloomberg is probably worth 10 times as much as Trump. It's true. It's so confusing. My goodness. You wonder, this is, if he was president, what do you think? Would he take his salary? Because I know Trump is not taking his $400,000 salary that a president usually gets. He, he's giving it to charity. Do you think Bloomberg would take his? Maybe not, especially with, kind of the demo democratic principles, uh, leftist principles, I would think that might gain him some favor if he did not take it. So I guess not. Yeah, yeah. Now it seems like knowing if you're going to be president, just expect not to take your salary. Mm -hmm. I probably would want mine. Come on, that's money right there. That's right. I can buy a bunch of iPads with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and then the last tidbit is IBM CEO Gina Romnetti. I think I said that correctly, but if I didn't, I'm sorry, Jeannie. Um, she's stepping down after eight years of running the technology company. 
you know, all these other companies are just flying by in success right beside them. And yet IBM doesn't seem to be going places as quickly as they are. That's interesting. It's, of course, one of the oldest companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember from way back when IBM was everything. And, but you're right, it's kind of stagnant. Yeah, it, they have the Lenovo computers, if anyone wanted to know. And uh, those are good computers, for sure. But it doesn't matter if you have a good product. Sometimes Apple doesn't, but yet they're still able to make sales. And so you've got to have more than just a good product, it seems like. Um, but she is being replaced by the company's head of the cloud and cognitive software division, Arnvin Krishna. Let's hope I said that correctly. <laughs> I'll apologize to her as well if I didn't. Um, yeah, so that I just thought that was super interesting. Eight years of being a CEO and really seeing it go nowhere. Like, that's the pinnacle of your career. But what's going to happen now for her is really the question. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's going to retire or move on to something else. But <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's been a lot of pressures you know, on that job. Um but maybe she feels like she's done all she can do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> she's done now after eight years. That's a two-term presidency right there. So there I don't go. know if it's a CEO, is he? <laughs> CEO, is he? <laughs> Something like that. Well, that uh, that kind of does it for the information. I'm super excited with this podcast just because we uh, finally really got the equipment set up and the room set up and um yeah, I'm able to have a few guests on, and so super glad that my dad was able to join me today. And we're really going to see where we can take this. Today was just a lot of information, and so I hope you enjoy that information. Maybe next time it might be a little bit different, but who knows? Um, it's always an excitement on the Windbreaker podcast. Hopefully nothing smells as bad as the breaking of wind when you're listening to it. Um, to leave you today, uh, just something I read that I thought was really good and kind of smacked me in the face, and hopefully it smacks you in the face. Uh, Proverbs twenty one twenty three out of the Bible, it says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. That's the King James Version. If you want to hear the NASB, it says, He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. I found that to be true, and I... I think it's so cool that wisdom from so long ago can be so relevant today. You know, so um, I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you like this, please do subscribe and give this podcast five stars. And if you have anything, and I mean anything you want to tell me, then email windbreakerpodcast at gmail.com. I may mention what you email on the show, but I will keep you anonymous unless you tell me otherwise. So have a wonderful day and know that someone, someone out there loves you. I I don't know who, but uh, somebody does. So uh, listen to a bit more of this song, Dolphin, and may your day end well.